On today's episode of Locked on Spartans, uh, Will, what are we going to talk about? Will? Will? You are Locked on Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Ah, uh, yes, that's right, folks. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Spartans, your team every day, and that includes this beautiful Friday, March 26th. Uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the podcast if you can't tell already by now. Yeah, it's just me again. That's right, no Will. Uh, he's out in Tempe, uh, banging on Bobby Hurley's doors, trying to get him to show him his jump shot to see if he could scrape off some of that sweet sweet cash off the top of the Sun Devil salary cap that they still have left. Um, yeah, so it's just going to be me riding solo. Guys, uh, we're in for a Friday fun day show. Uh, if you want the business about what's going on in spring ball, had a few episodes earlier this week about that. Of course, we got some big Tyson Walker, hopefully commitment news coming up this weekend. We talk about what his impact could be. So for today's show, of course, when you're in a pinch and you're the only guy uh, doing the podcast, you reach out to Twitter and you say, hey, guys, I desperately need your help. Uh, we're going to do a game called Underrated or overrated, you guys give me the MSU topic, and I got to decide if it's underrated or overrated. I can't shoot anywhere in the middle. Um, For this first one, we got one from Will underscore underscore Hunter that said, overrated or underrated, Locked on Spartans co-host, not named Will. So, uh, with your... Me today is uh, my hardest critic, uh, just roast me after every single podcast, uh, my wife, Sam Sheehan, so I can't answer this. Uh, Sam, what, what are you, overrated or underrated, what am I? Talk about it. Um, you're kind of uh, hyped up on Twitter, so I think I'm going to say you're overrated. Get out of here, please. <laughs> Who invited, uh, go. What is? What was that? <laughs> what, okay, thanks, appreciate it. Good looking out. I'll, uh... I guess I'll come out and help you parent our child once we're done with this. But <laughs> overrated, underrated as a parent, me. You're underrated as a parent. Okay, I got you're very a, okay. Okay, I got very scared asking that question. All right, well, thank you for your help. All right, guys, so you kind of get the gist right there. Um, yeah, so all right, I guess I'm overrated, uh, says my wife. Cool, roaring start to this one. All right, guys, uh, a lot of you gave me a lot of great stuff on Twitter. I uh, won't be able to get to it all, but I'm going to try to get through a lot of it. So. Of course, we got to start off with uh, fan favorite over in East Lansing, Conrad's. Uh, you got to go underrated here. I don't know how you can overrate something like that. Uh, it gets a lot of chatter, but yet it still lives up to the billing. And the more you drink at the bars, the higher it lives up to the billing. So, yeah, Conrad's uh, got to go underrated there. And, um, you know, when you're asked underrated or overrated and you can't shoot anywhere in the middle, they're going to be the bad guy uh, with some of these, especially if a player is involved. Uh, someone asked about Keith Appling. Now, that's tough because he was a fine player. He was a, a damn good player. Liked Keith a lot. But if I got to go one or the other, uh, of course, he was on the infamous uh, four-year stretch that never saw the Final Four. Fell just short with a bad second half against UConn in 2014. Guys, like it sucks because he was an awesome player. He's one of just twenty guys in the program to score fifteen hundred points or more at MSU. Um, I maybe this is like 
old curmudgeon man of me to say this, but I don't know. No Final Four. He didn't really have a great game, and I hate for the whole career to boil down to one game uh, against UConn, but if I had to pick, I'm going to go overrated. Uh, that, that felt bad coming off the tongue, i got to say. Um, yeah, Keith was a fine player, man. Uh, it sucks. All right. Let's cleanse the palate with this. I suppose the 2005 Final Four run. Now, it's obviously going to be easy for me to say underrated. I don't think you could overrate any uh, Final Four run of the eight that Tom Izzo has in his career here at Michigan State, but especially, I think, the 2005 Final Four run. Um, That team was good, but, you know, it still has players that maybe don't get talked about as much, perhaps. I don't know. Of course, you got your Drew Neisels. You got your uh, Paul Davises, of course. But you also have uh, guys like, oh, God, I lost my spot, like Mo Ager, of course. Like, that's a guy who I think is underrated. But just the run itself in 2005, you beat number one seed Duke in your region. You then beat number two seed Kentucky in the same weekend. Like, you go back through all the Final Fours, of course. Like, the 2009 run to Detroit was awesome. Like, it was basically a, a run to your home field advantage. Uh, you beat, of course, the, the handful of top eight picks in the 2019 run. That's fresh in everyone's memory. You got the 2000 run, which ended okay with the national title. But, man, it's very hard to beat a run to the Final Four in those four games in the first and second round that could top that. I don't think any of Tom Izzo's seven other Final Four runs can beat how hard that was and just how dramatic it was, too, especially ending with a double overtime game against Rajon Rondo's Wildcats with uh, Patrick Sparks' foot on the millimeter behind the three-point line. Um, yeah, that was just sensational. So, yeah, I'm obviously going to have to go underrated here, but super underrated, uh, the 2005 one. Javon Ringer, uh, we've actually done this before, and I think Javon has been brought up, too. Uh, I... I'm a Javon Ringer slappy. Uh, Listen, I'm a fan of all Spartans for the most part, Um, especially Javon Ringer, though. He's near the top of the list, no doubt for me. Um, Number two all-time in rushing yards, number five in rushing touchdowns. Did it all, too, when Michigan State, like, really wasn't at their greatest. I mean, kind of put the team on his back sometimes. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going to have to go underrated with Javon Ringer there. I know that's maybe obvious. Um, Now let's talk about this. Connor Cook pissing off Buckeye fans by snatching the trophy from Archie. Okay. I actually just had this conversation with uh, with a few friends, uh, Will included too, uh, the other day, that that moment has only aged like wine. That has aged like George Clooney. It has just looked better as the years have gone on. It is sensational. Listen, I, I don't like arrogant players if they can't back it up, but if you're an arrogant athlete and you can back it up, I absolutely love you. Like, and you owe 34 and 5 in your career at Michigan State. You just got another Big Ten title. You just won another Big Ten title MVP award. I absolutely loved that moment. Was it disrespectful to Archie? Do I like Archie? Uh, sure. Yeah, of course, whatever. But you, no, that's that's baller, though. Come on. No, give me that trophy. Hey, nice to meet you. Slap your hand. All right. Just ask me the questions I got to answer, and then let's go celebrate another Big Ten title. Um, my Mount Rushmore of just visuals of the Mark D'Antonio moment are as follows. It's the Jalen Watts Jackson, uh, punt return, hoot nanny, what have you. The Kyler Ellsworth stuff on fourth and one at the Rose Bowl, little giants. And last but not least is the Connor Cook quick dap to Archie Griffin. And all right, let's just all move on with our lives. Hi, sir. Knight. 
Uh, baller. Quite literally also the peak of Michigan State football, too. Uh, things didn't get much better after that. But, man, uh, no, that's that's underrated. That's underrated. And I know as some State fans, too, weren't too happy with it. Like, oh, that was disrespectful. Yeah, it was. But also, I mean, you're kind of in the heat of the moment. You, you probably didn't realize it was Archie there. And, uh, hey, that's just life. You get to do things like that when you go 34 and 5 over your career at Michigan State. Uh, the next one is uh, acquiring players in the transfer portal. I'll let everyone answer that after watching uh, Michigan State's upcoming season, after watching their last season, and uh, just the roster makeups of the last few years compared to what it will be when the Spartans take the field this fall. Uh, It'll be underrated. Transfers are very, very important if you have never heard this podcast before and heard Will and I banter about how important they are to begin with. Time to be the bad guy again. Raymar Morgan was the next one. Raymar was awesome. He brought the intensity. Uh, fan favorite too. I mean, his own was going crazy for him. I think his last year was my freshman year at state. And, uh, whenever his name was announced, that was the guy that got the loudest cheers, um, back then, but also at the same time, uh, career 12 and six player. Uh, he kind of was that his freshman year and his sophomore year, his junior year, his senior year. And he was also very streaky too, up and down. Like when he was in those peaks, like when he had the three, four game stretch at a time where he was balling. Ooh, yeah. Raymar. Awesome. But he also dipped down to those valleys quite often, too, and you'd see stretches of like, all right, four, six, seven, five points in a row. Oh, no. What, what happened to you? So, I'm sorry. I got to go overrated. Ah, it feels bad saying that. I hate it. I hate it. Um, Matt Seibert and Coughlin's hair, uh, please. I mean, I got long hair, uh, but it's also receding. Uh, it is scaled back. I blame John L. Smith for that. My hairline's been receding since high school. Uh, which is the tail end of the John L. Smith era. So, yeah, uh, I got I can never underrate hair. I mean, I can never overrate someone's luscious hair like uh, Coughlin or Siebert. So, yeah, I got to go underrated there. And last but not least, before we do indeed cut it to a break, is the NFL draft streak. Michigan State has the third longest streak of drafted players in the nation, only behind USC and, of course, the school down the road in Michigan, it spans over 70, probably 80 years at this point. Um, if I had to, and it is cool, it's awesome. If I had to underrated or overrated, though, I might go overrated just because you look at all the other programs, too. Like, Alabama doesn't have a streak that long. Um, Oklahoma doesn't have a streak that long. Ohio State doesn't have a streak that long. Notre Dame, I, I don't think having that streak pinned by your name necessarily um, helps you that much as a program. Those other programs seem to be doing just fine without a super stupid long draft streak. I think it's a quantity of players that you're pushing to the draft on a more recent note than it is like, yeah, we had a guy drafted back in 1942. How you like them apples? Like, no, I, it's a cool footnote to throw out to recruits that, yes, we do have a tradition of getting players drafted. But if it's a time like this, especially this upcoming year, which we talked about in yesterday's show, and it could just be one player barely eking in, I don't know. Like, you tell me uh, what sounds better. Like, Penn State is going to have a handful of guys drafted, Ohio State a handful of guys drafted, or, uh, hey, that's the 83rd year, whatever it is, in a row that we got someone drafted. I don't know. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. I'm not completely ripping it and saying it's useless. There is some substance there. I Just maybe not as much as we like to uh, imagine that there is. So I might have to go over-rated here. 
All right, guys. We got some more underrated, overrated in the next segment, followed by Fade Friday in the third segment. I'm 8-0 in the last two weeks. I'll be saying that a few more times uh, this episode because surely that's not going to last. But before we get to that, guys, betonline.ag is your sports book experts. They have a gaggle of great props this week. They got a gaggle of great lines this week, over-unders, spreads, you name it. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Guys, football is, of course, over, but just like I was talking about, you got college basketball, you also got NBA, you got NHL, you got baseball coming in down the pipeline, too. You got Formula One coming up this weekend as well. I'm sure they're going to have lines for that. Uh, And they also cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets and free to sign up if you know me if it's free it's for me baby all right guys head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit it's betonline.ag your sportsbook experts smashing that promo code locked on for that welcome bonus again that's locked on all one word for 50 percent welcome bonus at betonline.ag Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. That's right. Will and I have been on there. It's been fun times. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. All right. This one is pretty uh, loosely, loosely based uh, for MSU, but that's okay. That's kind of what I asked here. Um... This one is drinking on 7 a.m. on St. Patrick's Day. Guys, I love St. Patrick's Day. Uh, my last name's Sheehan. I'm Irish. It's in my blood to love it. I'm contractually obligated to love St. Patrick's Day. But are you ready for this? Overrated waking up at 7 a.m. to drink on St. Patrick's Day. I I don't get the hype around doing it super early in the morning. All you're doing is set yourself up for failure and set yourself up for like a third round now, third round knockout in the day. When, when I was in college, I, you know, I always had to work or I was coming from somewhere in the morning. So I got my day started at like noon on St. Patrick's day. That's awesome. The bars are emptying by then, but the specials are still going on. The vibe is still the same. Like all that you're doing is just, you're getting the St. Patrick's day hoopla without the complete, overflow of crowd and everything like that like it's it's just it's better everyone's going back home for what they call their afternoon nap aka passing out for the rest of the day no get over there at noon you're not missing anything at 7 a.m that you can't get at noon or 1 p.m on st patrick's day so 7 a.m overrated for st patrick's day drinking the holiday itself underrated though so i love it um, all right, guys, Travis Trice's career, uh, yeah, right, Travis Trice is my guy, cannot dog him whatsoever, and honestly, I think he was underrated, too. Um, MSU has just uh, uh, an embarrassment of riches at point guard in their program's history. You go from a teen to Neitzel, uh, Chris Hill, yeah, Kayla Lucas, Cassius Winston, uh, of course, so you stack up your career against all those guys. It, it's tough to get your name to the top, but even... If you're not like in the upper echelon, the top three of those guys, you can still have a pretty damn good career. And that's what Trice had, too. And I'm going to go back to what I talked first segment with Apple not making a Final Four. I, Travis Trice did senior year and in the four games to reach the Final Four, 19.7 points and four assists in four games there. Of course, put the team on his back against number two seed Virginia. And yeah, I know that 
you can't just base a career off of one tournament. But uh, I think just the way he ended his career at State really cemented him, too, because it was a little bit of what Aaron Henry showed this year, too, of just being a dog. Put the team on your back, realizing that, okay, this team does need a leader, and guess what? I got to be it. And he was that towards the end of his career. Go from one underrated point guard to another. Uh, someone asked for Corey Luce's buzzer beater versus Maryland. Of course, a buzzer beater in March Madness is tough to underrate, but, like, what am I supposed to say? No, that's an overrated moment. Like, no. Like, Kalen Lucas, that was the game, of course. He hurt his Achilles and got knocked out of the rest of the tournament. Uh, you have, if you don't win that game, you're missing out on your prime spot to play Northern I won the next round, and then, of course, going on to win a 5-6 Tennessee game. This was the opposite of the run that they took in 05 when you had to beat world beaters Duke and Kentucky. Like, no, they caught some breaks. They had to beat Northern Iowa, and then the Elite Eight was a 5-6 game. Very lucky. But you don't get to take advantage of that luck if it's not for Corey Lucius. After Delvon ducks out of the way, sinking that shot, to strike misery in the Terrapins. Um, next one is Lawn Islands at Peanut Barrel. Underrated. I feel like they get a lot of guff for the two uh, Lawn Island limit there at Peanut Barrel. But believe me, that they're doing it out of love. They want to see you succeed in life. And they know if you have more than two Lawn Islands, uh, it's going to be curtains for you. And you're going to have a horrible rest of your weekend. Uh, and then wake up with a daddy hub hangover on Monday. So, no, I got to go underrated. Uh, Darrell Summers, dunk over Stanley Robinson. May God rest his soul. Um, no, that's still underrated. I mean, you, you talk about everything that happened there. You're going up against a complete buzzsaw UConn team. Uh, that was to cap off an 11-3 run to go up 10 points with 5.50 left in the game. Like, to essentially end the game. And, of course, being in Detroit while you do it. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. I know when all the March Madness replays get shown nationwide, you don't really see that highlight a lot because, well, a lot of cool stuff has happened in March Madness over the years. But, man, like, that is probably a top, hmm, <laughs> yeah, and I'll say it, top five moment uh, play, single play in uh, Michigan State's basketball history uh, in the Tom era for sure. Uh, Rama, I'm going to go overrated here. Uh, I, th- there's nothing worth waiting three hours in line for. If you're one of the first people there, sure, fine, uh, underrated then. But now, I just don't get the whole wait in line thing. Just go to Harper's or Rick's or something like that. Uh, Drew Stanton, yeah, I, I, of course I got to go underrated here. Uh, 42 touchdown passes. He's fifth all-time in completion and yards. Uh, single game record with five touchdown passes. And uh, he also outlasted his draft class by a very wide margin, too. Uh, and, you know, he did it all in the John L. Smith era as well. So I feel like you really got to give him bonus points for that as well. I am East and I am West. Pro- probably overrated. I-, I don't know. They're not even spoken that highly of, but I've still got to go probably overrated here. Um yeah, maybe it's just because I have bad memories of getting my ankles broken every single time I played basketball there. But yeah, I'll just go overrated there. Yeah. No, that's probably it's probably personal grudge. Uh, MSU soccer games, underrated. If you're in the area, go to an MSU soccer game, and they're a great team too. Damon Rensing has that program thriving lately. Uh, ever since I've been there in 2010, they've seemed to go you know, pretty well throughout the season, if not great. All right, this is going to really... Uh, Age me here, tailgates at the tennis courts. <sighs> Overrated. 
And I feel like if you say overrated to tailgates to the tennis courts, you're you're officially an old guy. Like you're officially washed. Uh, it's a party there. It's a hoot nanny. You go there like after kickoff. It is just red solo cups, cans, uh, empty case boxes all over the place. It is complete debauchery. And it's don't get me wrong, it's fun. But sadly, if uh, as a as a soft bag play plays in the background. Um, my time there has come and gone. I'm more of a sit down in a lawn chair and enjoy uh, a few cold ones and fireball, just just in the comfort of like a nice, somewhat quieter tailgate. So, I'm sorry, I know I'm lame. I'm lame and I'm old. What can I say? All right, one more swig of beer and then I got two more to go. Two point jumpers just inside the three point line. Listen, I know it worked for Langford against Ohio State, and that was awesome. That was a very key shot and a key game that you had to get to the tournament at. But let's go back to last Thursday and uh, tell me how that last possession went uh, and how that lawn two went. No, lawn, lawn twos are the short side jet sweeps of basketball. Like that, you shouldn't expect them a lot. You get them more than you ever want to. They barely work, and when they do, it's nice. But at the same time, it's like you could have done something else. Like you could have made another play to go further yards in the same way that. Could have just taken the shot 18 inches behind you and had it count as three points. So, no, I oh, overrated. I hate them. Last but not least, Hubbard Hall. That's where I was my freshman year. Hubbard Hall gets a lot of flack since it's uh, basically an Okemos. Still overrated. Uh, there's really no upside with Hubbard Hall. It, it, there's a lot of people that live there. The cafeteria is fine, but you are worlds away from anything else, especially all uh, your cool friends that live over in Brody. All right, guys. I got a big fade Friday coming up. I'm 8-0 right now, so uh, keep it tuned to the next segment because I'm due to go 0-4 this week, so you're going to want to fade me to oblivion here. But first, guys, I got to talk to you fine, beautiful people about Built Bar. Yes, Built Bar. It is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar is what they have written down in the copy, but guys, I would tell you that even if I was just talking to you on the street. Built Bar is bar none. That is a pun. Bar none, the greatest tasting protein bar on the planet. I've talked about it. Will's talked about it. I've had people message me on Twitter and be like, hey, is Bilt Bar really good? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I wouldn't lie to you people. It is the absolute bomb.com. And speaking of .com, go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. And also head to BiltBar.com to vote on Built Bar Madness. Guys, this is like watching your two kids play against each other in the driveway. You don't know who to root for. Because we got Cookie Dough Chunk versus Birthday Cake, my two all-time favorites. I'm so stressed thinking about it, but I got to go with, I got to go Birthday Cake. Birthday Cake literally tastes like a birthday cake. You'll forget that it's a protein bar and actually good for you while you're eating it. So guys, go to BuiltBar.com, get in on their Built Bar Madness, and also get in on that Locked 15 promo code for 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com, Locked 15, 15% off your next order. Are you ready for the NFL draft? I'm not. Uh, Join Locked On NFL host uh, Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis on the 2021 draft. And the prospects and team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, that was, uh, that was a little clunky on my part, but hopefully Fade Friday doesn't go as clunky as that. Guys, I'll say for the third time the show, I've been 8-0 the last two weeks. Uh, this is not really how betting's supposed to go whatsoever, but you know what? I'm just going to keep riding this as long as I can. Um, 
BetOnline.ag has just the best prop bets, too. These aren't going to be part of my picks, but these are just some I want to read off to you. Uh, one that I do like is what will happen first. Uh, Sister Jean Schoen or Loyola Dunks. Sister Jean Schoen is underdogs at plus 150. I think that's great value in there. Uh, the camera cannot get enough of her. She has reached the Michael Phelps mom zone. If you remember the 2012 Olympics when she was shown between every stroke, basically. Uh, yeah, she's squarely in that zone. Uh, will Cameron Crutwig, the uh, mall cop looking guy on Loyola, be compared to a state trooper slash Rod Farva? During a broadcast, yes is 8-1, to one, no is minus 3,000. Guys, they got a ton in here. Like, uh, how many number one seeds will reach the final four? Over one and a half. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go over there. Uh, highest point total by any player in the Sweet 16, over 30 and a half. Give me under for that one. If anyone's going to do it, uh, my guess would be a Gonzaga player as they score 285 points a game, but... No. So, yeah, guys, go check it out. They got a ton of prop bets to make this week even more fun than it already will be without our Spartans, sadly. All right, guys, four picks coming down the pipeline, all lines courtesy of betonline.ag, your sports book experts. And I got a slate of Sweet 16 basketball hoops for you to bet on this week. Um, either ride the wave that I'm on at 8 0, or now's your time to fade me. And there's going to be a correction here in the market pretty soon and just fade all these picks. All right, I'm going to start with the Beavers over in Oregon State. Of course, Corvallis, beautiful this time of year, sprawling coastlines. Um, I'm going to go with Oregon State plus 6.5 against Loyola to start the weekend. Now, the reason with that is I'm not high on Oregon State. I I don't think they're good despite that they're in the Sweet 16 and they've been on a tear (laughs) the last uh, two weeks. But it's because the over-under is at a super low 125.5. And when the over-under is that low and the spread is that big at 6.5, I figure, okay, it's going to be a low-scoring game, probably somewhere in the 60s, high 50s, if that. If it's going to be in that number, it's hard to see a game, even against a defense as staunch as Loyola, it's going to be hard to see a game that's going to be a wide margin that gets outside of 6.5 points. So with the game in the high 50s, low 60s, I think both teams kind of get up there, and Loyola wins by 4 or 5 points. So that's what I'm going to go with here. Going to go with Oregon State plus 6.5. I'll throw two units on that. Why not? What the heck? Um, next up, I got a over-under, a total. It's a high total. I think it's the highest one this week, actually. Let me double-check that. This is what Will's good for, is to like talk and stall while I look up stats that I just spew out of my mouth. No, it's not the highest total. The highest total this week is Oral Roberts versus Arkansas at 159. But I'm going to go ahead and pick apart the 158.5 total. In Creighton versus Gonzaga. Of course, Gonzaga scores in the 90s like that like very easily. They have a very quick offense. They shoot every like 15 seconds. It's the second fastest offense in Division I basketball before the tournament started. They're favored by 13. So with the total of 158.5, Gonzaga favored by 13. That means there's kind of a projected, give or take a point here, their score of 86-72. to 72. Excuse me. I got no doubt Gonzaga gets to 86. Got a hard time thinking Creighton will get to 72, though. So I'm going to have to go under here. I think it will be close. I think it will be very close. But I think that number is just two or three points too big here. And I'm going to go under 158.5. I'm just going to do one unit on it, though. Like I'm not brave enough to just go two or three units on it. So just one unit there. Guys, another one. That's plus 6.5. I will be taking 6.5 more points with Syracuse in their game against Houston. 
Uh, sorry, guys. Hit your throat. Of course, beer helps that. So, going to go Syracuse plus six and a half against Houston. I don't really have any stats for you. Like, I got nothing. I just think Syracuse just takes care of whatever they have to whenever they get the benefit of the doubt in March Madness. They shouldn't have gotten this 11 seed. They should have been in a first four game, if that. But you know what? When Syracuse uh, lands in spots they don't deserve, they take care of it in March. <clears throat> I have Syracuse in my Elite Eight. I'm not going to stop now. Going to keep it going. So, yeah, Syracuse, especially if I'm going to get 6.5. They're plus 235 in the money line. I'll probably be taking advantage of that as well. But, yeah, plus 6.5 against Houston. And last but not least, I'm going to keep the short, guys. Uh, UCLA is plus 6.5. I will not be taking those points. I will be laying the points. I will be taking Alabama minus 6.5. They are a buzzsaw. They are just <laughs> dynamite on both ends of the court. So, yeah, I, I think UCLA's time to shine is over. And, uh, yeah, let's just do one unit on both those last two bets, Alabama and Syracuse. All right, guys, before my voice uh, permanently leaves me here at the end of this podcast, after talking to my throat so dry from allergy season and everything like that, hope uh, all my fellow seasonal allergy folks are doing okay out there. Um, it's time for me to go. It's time for me to just ride off in the sunset and for you to enjoy the rest of your weekend. Um, hopefully we have good news about Tyson Walker. If not, regardless, we'll be talking about it on Monday's show. Uh, and who knows if anything happens with football over the weekend. Uh, no matter what, guys, we'll be back Monday with some Michigan State sports to talk about. Let me leave you with a fact here, guys. <coughs> oh, no. Whew. Today is March, Friday <laughs> 26th. Oh, my God, what a horrible end of the show. <laughs> my throat is shot, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Michigan State running back Jeremy Langford closed out the 2014 football season with 10 consecutive 100-yard rushing games. All right, guys. Oh, man. I'm going to go, like, get a throat replacement. All right, see you guys. Go green.